after the event, how can people support you? Where where can there be links? You know, where can you direct people to send you money, man, to send to help, you know, or donate shoots? Yeah, um, we have a, a our cash shop. Obviously, is kick it <clears throat> kick it out reach, uh, all lowercase uh, twenty two money side in front, um, and then our church social media living word, my church social social media, um, Edward Edward Darrell Thomas, and uh, you can reach out anytime. We have uh, a lot of events that we do in the area, so. Um, there's always something that we're doing. Um, I, I pride myself on being consistent, and um, there's always a need. There's always something to stand up for. Um, so, uh, whatever God tells me to do, I'm usually out about it and doing it. What's up, everybody? It's your boy Jose Cruz. Yes, your favorite Native American man, and we are back at it once again with another podcast. And I'm gonna tell you guys this, man. I'm excited for this podcast. This guest hit me up and uh, just talking to him now, pre-show, you know, just getting to know him, his heart, his spirit, just really, you know, just opening up to each other, man, finding out we have similarities, man. And I think we're brothers. I think we're related. So today we got my man, Edward Thomas. Yes, sir. Right? We got my man here. Yes, Dude, sir. how are you doing, man? How are you, how are you handling the heat here in Fresno? <laughs> man, I'm great. Uh, being, in, being in Fresno all this time, you, you get used to it. Uh, I told my wife the other day, I said... Was it always this hot? You know, we was young. We'd be outside all day Dude, playing yeah. basketball. Now it hits different. You know, it in does. the 30s, it hits us a little different, man. But uh, I'm handling it. The AC <laughs> helps. I know when you walked in, I just felt that rush of heat. Oh, I was man. like, come on I, in where I it's cold. In, I, felt that, I felt that relief instantly. Ooh, yes, it's like sir. the Holy Spirit. Yes, sir. Hey, man. He hit me all upside my head. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. yes, sir. Yeah, that's cool, man. So, yeah, let's get to know Let's get to know you more, man. Kind of give us a backstory. You know, grew up in Fresno. We were talking earlier about you being in church, PK, and, you know, yeah. let's get to know us, man. Tell us your story, man. Where you, where'd you grow up? And let's, let's get to know you. Yeah, grew up here in Fresno, been here my whole life. Um, uh, been in church my whole life. Uh, my father and mother been in ministry. Um, my mom met my father. Um, he wasn't saved at the time. Mm. And uh, she met my father and he was trying to talk to her and uh, she kind of put her foot down. I was like, you can't talk to That's me until dope. you get in church. And uh, he ended up coming, changing his life. God, God got a hold of him. And uh, that was kind of the foundation of them. And he took off with his ministry, he had us. Um, and uh, watching them in ministry when I was young, I used to always imitate my father when I was young. When my father would preach, I was always imitating. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was little, before I was born, my mom would put the music on her stomach um, mm. For some reason God told her to do that Not knowing that You know Always doing the beat You know Clapping yeah. and stuff like that So when I came out I ended up being a drummer It was already in me So um, My foundation is great Great parents Been uh, been married almost uh, 40 years nice. And uh, You know I've had a great foundation With that But um, Grew up My parents My father and mother Started their own church um, Living Word International Church When I was 6 years old um, Here in Fresno, California uh, Started uh, just as a PK man, just in church, kind of learning that 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 whole deal, and uh, instantly saw the drums empty one night, and uh, was like, man, you know, I think I still remember from when I was a little younger, messing around with it, and start playing from there, and went went on being a church drummer until a few years few a uh, few years ago, but uh, it was something that kind of kept me, um, and uh, loved it, still mm -hmm. do, still play a little 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 gigs here and there, but uh, you know, it definitely was a blessing, and from there I went. To being a youth pastor, my mm. dad called me out one day. I'd never done ministry ever, um, besides obviously being a church musician. But 
Um, my dad told me, he's like, yo, I want you to take over the youth. And I'm like, yeah. I ain't done nothing, you know, but um, he saw something to me that I didn't. And I got a lot of prophecies when I was young that I was going to do this mm. and that. But um, I did it, stepped into it. God's been able to do some amazing things with that. And from there, I kind of took my ministry into uh, community leading and outreach and stuff like that. And yeah. been able to be a, be a real amazing journey. That's what's up, man. Because I feel like, because I didn't, you know, my parents, I mean, I grew up in church. Yes, sir. Um, my dad took us. They made us go. Yeah, and, you yeah. Know, I was the knucklehead, man. Yeah. But you I was did that ha- one. What's up? I said, you was that one. I was that one, bro. I was. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, in a sense, yeah. still is, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I feel like those are kind of my strengths, though, yeah, man. Yeah, but, yes, um, like you guys said, some, you know, I had um beautiful family. Because I'm from, originally from Seattle, Washington. And long okay. story short, um, this beautiful couple, couple, man, saw me and my family. Because it was my dad, my mom. My brother, my little sister, and um, and I had a little. I had my well, all my siblings, but my youngest was she was a baby, dude, and we all living under a bridge. Wow, homeless man, dead of winter. This beautiful couple, man. Um, was it uh, Kim and Dewitt Jones just picked us up, took us to their house, man, and we were there. Oh my god, that's how we started, man. And wow. beautiful couple, man. They just they had a full family. Too. They had a full family, and. But what was dope about them, man, is they they had church in their house. They had worship. This family was blessed. Yeah. Can sing, can play, just worship. I grew up on gospel, man. Yes, sir. You know, I don't know if you heard this song, but I think from what I remember, it's that one song, if you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Yeah, yes, sir. I'm not going to sing it, but they- They wrote that song. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and um, the Joneses right now, like their daughter, man, I forget their name, dude, COVID memory. Um. But man, Just, uh, he wants it all. Yeah, he wants it all. Wow. The Jones, but yeah, I forgot her name, man. And God connected you to that. Yeah, yes. so we. But that's how we grew up, and that's that's where when I remember as a kid, someone like you mentioned, you've been prophesied over, man. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and from what I remember, man, I suppose I'm supposed to be not supposed. I'm called to be this prophet to speak. Mm-hmm. You know, now that I'm older, I'm like I'm actually starting to see it because because you look back in the day, man. Biblically, these prophets were alone; nobody wanted to be around them. Everyone hated them, and it's like now I understand my position. Understand that, man. You know, and so to hear your story, you know, because when you mentioned being prophesied over, man, that that hit me quick. We have a connection already, you know. So let's get into more now your experience in ministry and starting, like you said, you were youth pastoring. Then you said you have your own ministry and your own nonprofit right now you're doing too. So let's jump into like how that set you up today. How foundational was to be in ministry? Because I want you to jump in on like having, like you said, a foundation, solid parents that can teach you, you know, talk about that and how important is that? Man, it was, it was probably the most vital uh, part of my life um, that I, most important thing in my life that I keep now that grounds me and holds me. Is a foundation I was put. Anything, if you have a great house, it's nice that it's building this and that inside, mm-hmm. but the foundation has to be strong. Mm-hmm. So the foundation that I got with my parents, the foundation that my parents put inside of me has been able to keep me um, throughout these years. And they've really shown me now with having kids, you know, how to keep keep uh, keep them in the things of the Lord and prayer and mm-hmm. stuff like that. When I didn't, I was telling my telling my son back in the day, we would have to we would have school. The next night, but we was in a five night revival. Yo, <laughs> we weren't getting out until eleven o'clock. I got to go to school the next day. I'm tired. I'm in class. You know, I still got to get up at seven in the morning and go to school. But we were in church praising God in revivals all week. So 
that foundation, which, you know, back then it was like, man, we got to go again. You know what I mean? And some stuff that you thought was too, was too hard. And, you know, yeah. why they being tough on me like that? You understood that, it was, that they were protecting um, what they were protecting in me. So um, I definitely thank, thank God for them. Um, but it's also shown me that um, what to bring in this next generation mm-hmm. and not to let that stop. Mm-hmm. Just to still be building foundations um, in, our, in our young people, um, even further from my kids and young people that I, that, that I encounter um, to implant that um, found foundation in them as well. Well, that's cool that you say that. How many kids do you have? You know, how two, old are they? Two? Two. Nine years old. Um, my son's nine years old. And my daughter is three. Mm. She thinks she's 30. She thinks she's 30. <laughs> and sometimes they get old. like that. <laughs> Man, that little girl's mine. <clears throat> but my kids is uh, amazing. Uh, my son's growing up, loves basketball. Just mm. took him from Fresno State basketball camp. And uh, my daughter's a little hype or something. So, yeah. Yeah, but they are they are amazing. That's what's up, man. Because and now that you're seeing that you're a father, you know, a parent. Yeah. And you get to instill that same foundation, you know. Um, that's that's I mean, that's it's gold, man. It's gold. Cause because yeah. there are things in my life growing up that I didn't have foundational anything, man. I, I did go to church. I had a lot of, you know, you pastors, you know, because I'm old school, man. My parents told my you pastor to whip me, dude. He whooped me. <laughs> that boy. Put me over his leg. <laughs> I remember you know, shout out remember Pastor Jerry. Yeah, I Pastor. remember those days. Pastor Jerry got you. Huh? Yeah, Pastor Jerry Parrish, man. That, <laughs> man that, that, that man still pours in my life even now, man. Yeah, and yes, we talk about that. He hit me up when I was sick. You know, I was praying for me, man. But I grew up that way, man. I had all that, but I didn't have, you know, parental foundation. My dad yes, was sir. always working. My mom was just crazy. Yeah. Um. So I took that into our marriage because I didn't know how to treat a woman, my wife. Because I had so many stepmoms and so many other women come in my life. And, yes, sir. You know, so again, I thought the example of a woman was just to be in and out. No, yeah. You know, yeah. so, but to see that where we have our kids, we're going to be married 17 years. Man, congratulations to y'all, man. <laughs> yeah, man, it's a blessing, man. That's and so amazing. we have three teenagers. Yeah. You know, and so now that they're older, they're, I'm very aware. I'm very, um, I understand my shortcomings and I let them know about everything. I'm very open about it. Very found because I was so key. Yeah, I I was told not to be a certain way. A man, this is a man, especially you know, you know that pride and stuff. And now, like, because you know, relating with you, it's like they get to see what a man of God should be. You know, priest of the home, you know, protector, provider. Man, is kind of where I've been at. And um, especially having my son just turned thirteen, you know, and it's like we're that example for them. Yeah, you know, foundationally, it's important. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So yes, sir. How about like the wifey and all that, man? What does she do? Is she she's like you guys are just, I mean, like this dope team, I bet, man. Yeah, so maybe yeah. jump we, into uh, that. We're a, a dope team. Um, I always said it's the best decision I made in my life. Mm. Um, came in, actually, I was playing the drums at our Sunday morning service. She walked in my church when I was 15 years old. Um, I just got out of out of a little, little relationship. Yeah. When uh right, I think two weeks before that, and I told all my friends. I said, look, man, I see, you know, because the girlfriend before, you know what I'm saying? I, I was very flirtatious back then. She wasn't, <laughs> she wasn't having that. So I told my friends, I said, I ain't having no other girlfriend till I'm older. Man, my wife walked through that door and I was like, oh man, oh man, I might gotta, <laughs> I might gotta renege on that. So, <laughs> so uh, she ended up, you know, I ended up getting to know her within two weeks of us meeting. We were together and we've been together since. And that was, that was 17 years ago. 
Nice man, boy. This when we got man. Yeah, yeah we're old man. We're yeah, old, been, been married. No man, we y'all. Like I said, you guys look look amazing. God has kept you guys, and that's that's amazing. That's really a, an amazing thing. But everybody has their own timeline, mm. their own story. Come on. And um, so to see you guys, um, it's a testament to a lot of people, especially in this generation, mm-hmm. about marriage and about love, and that it can be ordained. But also on the same, you know, some people um, they have to go through the dating thing, where it's you know you got to go to this person through. That person, but it's about finding your uh, purpose and who you're supposed to be with. And, um, you know, we we definitely found ours. A lot of people ask me, like, do you feel like that you missed out on anything because I didn't mm. go through the dating and stuff um, like that? I met her at 15 years old. Um, we broke up once at 18 for a month. And that's been the only time we've been apart. Um, but I tell them, no, I said it. I didn't I didn't lose anything, but I gained so, mm. so much. It's, it's, it was so much um, of a blessing to me having her all that time. And uh, once I found the one, I didn't need to find nothing else. You yeah. know what I mean? So why, why look? Yeah, yeah. So uh, it's been it's been amazing. Um, so she's uh, she's been an amazing person to me. We've been had, had an amazing marriage so far. That's what's up, man. Because hearing that, man, because this, this takes me all, you know, sorts of places, man. Yeah. You know, especially with today's culture, sex culture, just dating going all mm-hmm. that wild now, man. Um, how important is it, is it to just stick to those traditional values, man, and not put yourself out there and hold yourself to that. Like, hey, man, I'm, I'm going to be pure. You know, I'm going to abstain from all that craziness. <laughs> How important is all that, man? It's very important. Uh, it's funny you said that, and I didn't even tell you that we, me and my wife waited until we got married. Oh, that's um, what's up. Yeah. And um, How old were you guys when you got married? 22. Dang, yeah, see, from 15 in that time? I was the real 20-year-old virgin. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> this guy, yeah. Was, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> But no, man, it was a it was a blessing. It was hard. I mean, I'm, you, you definitely got to be real. I mean, you you're in a relationship with somebody that you love. I knew I was in love with my wife when I was 15 years old. I mean, as crazy as that sounds, I I I I knew then. Mm. Um, but God kept us. I knew it was a blessing behind it, and we made up our minds early um, that we wanted to do that. That, that, that we beautiful. wanted to wait. But like you said, it was the foundation. The foundation that we had. Mm-hmm. We didn't build our relationship on you know, sex and other things like that. But we built it on God. God was a foundation. He was a starting point. We'd call each other sometimes. And, you know, hey, you need me to pray for you? And, you know, you know, going over certain things, having a little Bible study with each other. And it really kept us. Even when we got away from it, sometimes that foundation was always there to bring us back. Like mm. when the scripture says it, when the storms come, you know, it's that foundation that you're built on. on. So we were built on a strong foundation. And when we had to break up, when we had moments, even when we have moments now, um, through the years, it's still been able to keep us strong um, with the foundation that we established when we was 15 years old. Mm. So now when we're 33, we're still strong and God is Man, still uh, doing some amazing things with us. That's dope. I mean, yeah. I love to hear that, you know, to somebody who hasn't had that upbringing, man, yeah. what is your, like, what's your word or message to them? You know? My, what, what what I would say is to find somebody, if if you don't, if you didn't have the upbringing, find somebody that's doing it, somebody like you guys, you know, somebody that you see. Uh, whether it's your pastor, um, a lot of us in a generation, and um, nothing against stars or anything like that, or music people, but we tend to look at their relationship and, yeah. oh, okay, well, they they broke up. Or some girls, well, you know, well, she ended up putting with that, putting up with that and putting up with cheating, and I'm going to do that. But then they have youth pastors and uh, great examples in their church that they're attending that is doing it the right way, and they won't give them a second look. Mm-hmm. So really look at the people that's in front of you that's doing it right. 
Um, there's always somebody that you can get inspiration from mm. and get an example from. And God will always put those things in your path. So uh, find someone and then uh, get in the word. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that's one of the most important things to do. The word will always reveal um, your foundation and uh, the word always works. Hey Amen, bro. I, I 100% agree, man. I know there were times, you know, our, our relationship, because we met in church um, and I, when I first saw her, I knew I was going to marry her, man. I yes, knew, sir. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, then I was it a week later, huh, Laura? We... Um, Oh, by the way, you guys, wifey here. What's up, Laura? Hi. Shout out to wifey. Yeah. Wifey one time. Yeah, so she, um, but we we went on a date, and I'm like, look, I'm going to marry you. Just told her straight out. She's like, yeah. okay. You know, I was like, that's weird. You know, but I knew, I knew what I, I knew when I saw her, I knew that's who God wanted in my life. And, yeah. um, you know, but I think overall, man, the way you said people get, you know, find a, find a pastor, find a youth pastor, find somebody, find a church, you know, read God's word. You know, and maybe this is another, this topic we could just go on because I want to, dude, we got like a 900 hours we can record on this podcast. We you know, we, we all day. All day, you we know. All day, bro. You know, but the thing is like, you know, but a lot of people don't believe, a lot of people don't think that way. There is a huge, you know, stigma on church, on Christians, on, on mm. you know, followers of Christ, man. And, you know, how do you connect and relate to somebody? How do you get past that wall of against Christianity and God and God's word, the judgment and all that, man. It's like um one one thing that I've noticed for for me personally is um I'm not a religious person at all. I mean, a lot of stuff has been put in a church with a religious foundation, and a lot of people have thought and have understood that in order to know God, you gotta do something. You gotta be a certain mm. way, you gotta meet a certain requirement, you gotta look a certain way, you gotta dress a certain way. That stuff is not God at all. God just wants you to come freely. And, when God, and once God comes, you're able to experience his love. So um, I think one thing with me with dealing with youth, dealing with people in general, is that I try to show them God's love. And that light always pushes through the darkness or whatever mm. is going through. And they're drawn um, to the God in you. You know, it's not something where, you know, you got to come and be this. You have to be that. You know, God um, just wants you to come as you are. And uh, it's something that people automatically get drawn to. But when you make it a thing where... You, it's a requirement or you have to do this or do that. Um, it's it's hindered a lot of people from from coming, especially in my in my generation. Back when I was coming up, you know, we were sagging our pants and wearing hats. Yeah. And, you know, uh, the the old school back then, and, you know, we thank God for them, but take your hat off, pull your pants up. Yeah. And things like that. And a lot of people, based on that, and they, they meant well. But what that did to a lot of people was it to a lot of, friends I had back then was, man, I can't go to your church or I can't even deeper. God ain't going to accept me if I don't mm. look like this. Yeah. God's not going, you know, so why would I, why would I go? But um, being able to um, spread the message that God loves you how you are um, has been a big tool and being, being able to share the light and love of God. Mm. God's love is the main factor. Um, and that's one thing I think with the church that really is amazing that, that you do is that unity, that love is what the world needs to see. In a divisive world, if they see divisiveness in the church and, well, they're in another denomination, so he won't go talk to him. Mm. Or they do this, they sing like this, well, they won't go. They're, they're black, he won't come to a white church. Yeah. They already see that out in the world. So why would they want to come be a part? We're just, you know, doing the same thing mm -hmm. they're doing. But um, shout out to people like yourself 
this bringing people together, bringing different denominations together. Mm. You didn't even ask me like what what it doesn't matter. We're all when we get to heaven, it's all gonna be us all yeah. together. Yeah, it's gonna be my church, every church around Fresno, every church around the country. Yo. Um, all all believers together, no matter the color, no matter what you believe, how you sing, denomination mm. you are. So when they see that, when they see the unity, they see the love, they see that light. They that that will draw them, and they'll they'll end up uh, coming. And that's what I've seen. Um, from from me and it's one thing in my ministry I try to push hard is unity. Amen. You know that's so real, man. Because I think podcasts like these and and getting to know you because legit this is our first time meeting in person. Yes, We've talked a couple times on the phone, yeah. text. You know, and again that's so weird that I didn't ask like a denomination. Yeah. I just it, it like it just it discerned with my spirit. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I do I do believe. In my experience, man, because I've been ministry like 16, 17 years of my life, man. I grew up in it. And again, I was the knucklehead, but something always kept drawing me back. <laughs> yes, you know? sir. Yes, and, sir. you know, the love I received, man, from like my youth pastors and pastors, you know, it always stuck. It was like that deep seed that was planted and it took some time, you know, to yes, kind of like uproot, you know, and the Holy Spirit did the watering, man. And so I think now, Talking to you and, you know, hearing your passion, it is God's love, man. Because I've had conversations in the, I would say, recent month, you know, about there's prerequisites. Mm -hmm. There's conditions and God has no conditions. It's unconditional no. love. It's, there's no serve me or else, you know, love me or else. That's not God, man. And one of the key things, and to take it a step deeper, is the the scripture says they'll know you, not by... Mm. What we do, what we sing, how mm. we preach, how we're shouting, how we're dancing, which all of that is good. But they're not going to know us by that. They'll know us by our, our love. That's yeah. how we'll stand out to people. And uh, that's what, uh, that's how they know you. That's how they know me. And um, everybody's doing it the right way. Yeah, because I do, I, do, I do agree, man. I shot a podcast that, because um, recently, man, a lot of people don't know. A lot of people knew I was a pastor, a youth pastor. And uh -huh. we, st we walked away from church and ministry about like seven years ago. Um, but dude, I had an opportunity, man, to rededicate my life, you know, cause I've always been a Christian. I've always done that, but to yes, really sir. just start over, yeah, you know, and me, my family together, we rededicated our lives to, July 13th, man. That's amazing. That's amazing. You know? And so that night we'll remember. But one thing I knew <clears throat> going into this is I told my kids, I was like, look, man, it's not what church we go to. It's not what we do. You know, in, in Corinthians, it says, you know, you can do all this. You know, you can raise people from the dead. You can all these. But if you don't have his love, man, you know, it's nothing. You know, you don't it's have like you hitting on hitting on a drum thing and making a lot of noise. And, mm -hmm. and it's uh, one one translation says it's you're actually being annoying. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to be, man. And yeah, I yes, think sir. my experience is I, I experienced a lot of annoyance, man, because it, it gets too business. It gets too corpo, man. And it gets to, it gets about numbers and how good we look than the next church. And that's my yes, experience, man. Um, you know, then other churches branch off from that church. So they're, you know, I would say they're bastard churches of the church they left. And it's just like, yeah, everyone yeah. starts a church out of a fence because yeah. I didn't get my way. And so that's, yes, again, dude, that's the world I grew up in. I thought that was normal. So when we left, I was like, man, this is not God. This is not church. Yeah. This, this is this is reason why people hate churches. And I don't blame people. Yes, sir. You know, so in doing the show, starting my business, moved here to Clovis because we we lived in Selma for a while. Okay. And um I just knew I had to change because I had a lot of hurt. I had a lot of and I I was pointing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, they did this, they mm-hmm. did this until mm-hmm. I was by myself here in Clovis. And God was like, let's turn that mirror around. What have you done? Yes, sir. When all the excuses and all the people that you blame are out of your life, what do you do? And I feel like a lot of churches and pastors, and in my experiences, deacons, leaders need to learn to just turn the mirror and say, quit trying to run a business, quit trying to run. How are you? Who are you at home when no one's looking? Yeah. You know, and then that's going to that's gonna only showcase how your ministry is going to grow and stuff. And that's my experience, you know. You so can only help from there. Yeah. And, and from here, that's why I, I believe we broke away. I wanted to make sure that my first ministry at home yeah, yes, sir. is foundational. You know, because then, you know, because when the cameras are off, no, and then there's nothing going on, man. I'm still the same dude. Yes, sir. And when no one's looking out. And I, I've tried to be this person, man, that God's really put on my heart. He's like, man, integrity is when, no, is when no one's looking and then you're by yourself. And if she can look me in the face and be cool and say he's doing good and my kids, then I'm good. Then yeah. I go live it, you know, and it's like exactly. said, love is an action, man. So if you're living it, and I've said this before, man, you know, one of my mentors just told me what always tell me, it's like the best message ever preached is without words, you know? And so when you live it, example, yes, sir. people will see it and follow it. Then they'll know, well, what do you have? Exactly. I want that. I want that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so, and I feel like hearing that from you, man, because again, getting to know you now, man, I just can tell we have so much in common. We can relate on so many levels of yes, ministry sir. and yes, all sir. that, man. But I want to put, you know, just the <clears> face <throat> to who you are and what you do for your nonprofit. Because, you know, we're here for a reason. You know, yes, we're sir. here to talk about something dope you got coming up. Yes, sir. You yes, know, yes, August six, right? Yeah, August six. August six. Um, let's get into that. Part, um. Tell, first, tell us about that, that that your ministry right there you have and well, yeah. how long that's been going on, what it's <clears> about. Well, really, um, it's really simple. It's I started uh, when I got into ministry, youth ministry and things of that nature and being a minister and preaching. Um, I kind of knew my ministry was different. Some things I would do, I, would, I remember I had a service and a lot of people, uh, it was a big youth service I ran for a few years at the end of summer. I remember the last one I did, I got in the car and I told my wife, I said, don't feel right. I said, I'm not something else God wants to do. And um, um, the community aspect and basically what it was, was it was a bunch of people that I see all the time at the service, which was great. But I was like, what are we doing to reach those people out there? What are we doing to reach the youth out there? Um, and those are the people we, we really have to go touch. And um, back when I was young, I can't, Going to how I got into community um, without, obviously, my my parents, it was great examples and people that I looked up to. <clears throat> um, but Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., when I was young, yeah. um, he was someone that I followed strongly. Uh, when I was second grade, I heard, you know, as we talk about at school during King Day, <clears throat> I started reading the chapter book. So kids would have, over my friend's house, they have all the posters on their wall of Michael Jordan and football players. You came over to my house, it was Dr. King. Mm. And... <clears throat> Coming up, I never thought that I would, I wanted to do something similar or go into community work or stand up for issues and um, help the community, help people, speak out for people. I never thought I would do that. But as I got into ministry and I came from that event that night telling my wife it was something different, God began to open up doors and gave me Kick It Outreach uh, was the first uh, thing I did, which is this. And uh, I worked for Fresno Unified and I saw kids. Um, and I'm a sneakerhead. Like, I, I was first thing I noticed was, same, was yeah, yeah, boy, yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so I would notice kids' shoes. Mm-hmm. And then some of them, you know, I work with them. I see them in class. I was a teacher's assistant. 
So I'll be outside with them doing recess and they're just, you know, down, head down, not really playing with nobody. And I remember I talked to one kid one day and um, I was like, man, you a funny guy. I work with you in class. Why are you not talking to nobody? Outside, man, he's like, man, Mr. Thomas, you know, my shoes, like, mm. you know, I got made fun of once. So I have no confidence to go around, you know, talk to girls, go to, you know, get to know guys and stuff like that. And um, we actually, um, he was a similar size to me. So I got to have some shoes from our house, went and grabbed them and hooked them up. But it opened up a big window to me because my, I start look, I'm like, man, there's so many kids just like him. And we have backpack outreaches and things of that nature, but the most expensive part of a kid's outfit going back to school is shoes. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of parents that for what that kid was going through, the reason behind that was a lot of parents sometimes struggling. Some parents have six, seven kids, five mm -hmm. kids, four kids. You're getting shoes a lot of times, costs a lot of money. So um, we start, that kid was actually um, in a group home. So the first year I did it, um, I put it out, um, invited my church to join along with me and my team that works with me on my youth team. And we said, we're just going to gather some shoes, mm. go to some foster homes and just go bless kids. Because a lot of those kids don't have the best. So, um, and that was one of our mantras that we started off with, bless them with the best. You know, it was nice to get nice um, shoes from uh, Walmart and stuff like that. But I really wanted to, I wanted them to have the best, some Jordans and it's a lot of us sneakerheads. I got a grip of shoes. Yeah. So I'm like, man, it ain't nothing for me to go take two rolls and, you know, go bless a kid that really needs it. Yeah. And not only me, myself, but so many other people like myself could do the same thing. And uh, that first year we started off with it. I think it was like 50, 60 shoes, close to 100 shoes that we gave out. Nice. And um, from there, this is our fourth one, man. Long story short, in our four years doing it, uh, we've been able to give thousands mm. away. And um, last year at our, at our event in Fresno, we have close to 500 pair of shoes away to kids. Now we now it's a big open event. It generated from us just going to group homes. Now we invite the whole community out. There's no, you don't have to sign up. You show up with your kids. They're going to walk away with a pair of shoes. Um, and uh, so now we open it up to the community. Anybody can come um, grab shoes. And we had another goal that we want to expand and do it in different places. And um, last year when we did it, it took off, was all over the media. And um, uh, Christine Stokes from Top Rank Boxing, seen it in Las Vegas. She reached out and uh, we talked about collaborating. Yeah. And uh, cool. because of that, um, this Saturday, um, I'm going to be in Las Vegas doing uh, what God gave me a few years ago in Las Vegas. And we're going to be doing Kick It Outreach in Las Vegas uh, this coming Sunday. That's what's up, man. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool, man. Because, again, I grew up. I, mean, I had attack forces, you know. Yeah, I yeah, had, yeah. I had the 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 shacks, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's yeah, like, man. you know, and I see everyone else having, you know, back in the day, at least when I was in high school, man, you know, everyone wore them Adidas, you know, yeah. running shoes, mm -hmm. like dope stuff. Me, I didn't have that, man, and you know, I think that's a blessing, man, because the, I mean, we live in an age, you know, where bullying is still there. People yeah. still talk, man. People still clown, and you know, and and there are a lot of people that don't aren't fortunate enough, you know, because like you said, parents, man, they struggling, you know, single household, you know, single homes and all that. And, you know, and they see, to hear you doing that, man, it's, it's a blessing, man, because I, I didn't have that growing up. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I stole, <laughs> you know, I took, yeah, I stole yeah, shoes, you know, I'd be racking yeah, and sir. stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. but now to hear that, man, I feel like, cause I looked at your social media, I read what you sent me, man. That's, that's pretty dope. 
You yeah, know, yes, and again, sir. to give back, to constantly keep giving back, man, I feel that's God's heart, man. It's like, what have you done to the least of these? Yeah. And you've done unto me. Yeah, yes, you sir. Know? Yes, sir. And that to me is, you know, that's a huge blessing. Now, where's this event August 6th going down? Where is this uh, It's going to be at Cray Park, uh, the park right behind. If you're in Fresno or anywhere in the Central Valley, you know where uh, Fashion Fair is. Right behind oh, okay, Fashion yeah. Fair, it's a big park. So we're right where you drive in, DJs, uh, food. School supplies and come get some shoes and uh, mm. we're right. We're gonna be right back there. And finna be hot though, huh? Oh yeah, it's gonna be hot. But you know, we gonna we gonna try to have some canopies out there and yeah. get it done quickly. Last year when we showed up to the event, um, we was expecting. Uh, it was like, okay, you know, we'll. This is our first time doing it there, and we showed up eight in the morning. This family's already lined up. Yeah, you know, going back. So uh, you know, we'll we'll get it done. Actually, I think we're gonna have free ice cream out there too. Okay, so we'll have some stuff to you know. Try to knock the heat off a little bit. Yeah, uh, well, this is going to premiere August 5th. Yeah, yes, sir. So tomorrow this is Tomorrow, yeah, yes, yeah. sir. Yes, sir. So we're going to have, we've had teasers all week, you know, but after the event, how can people support you? Where where can there be links? You know, where can you direct people to send you money, man, to send to help, you know, or donate shoots? Yeah, um, we have a, a, our cash shop, obviously, is <clears> kick, it, kick It Out Reach. Uh, all lowercase uh, 22 money side in front um, and then our church social media living word my church social social media um, Edward Edward Darrell Thomas and uh, you can reach out anytime we have uh, a lot of events that we do in the area so um, there's always something that we're doing um, I I pride myself on being consistent and um, there's always a need there's always something to stand up for mm-hmm. um, so um, whatever God tells me to do I'm usually out about it and doing it and brother, that's what's up. Yes, sir. Now, like when they when people want to donate shoes, you know, what are you what are you um expecting? What are you like? Is there like a like a guide? Like you know, I understand you guys want to give shoes you don't have laying, you know, you don't use, and they're just laying around the house. You know, yeah. um, you know, you want to give the best. Yeah, we uh we like to say gently used. So you know, I've had shoes in my closet that uh, I've had for a while, but they look good, and I know you know don't have a lot, you know, barely any dirt on them. Um, but uh, definitely nothing <clears throat> tore up or anything like that. Something that you know, that, something that you know, another kid would be uh very confident walking in. Okay. You know what I mean. So a lot of people, you can do new and used. Um, just as long as the used is in great condition, yeah. you try to get great. You want condition. the box? Make sure the box or just if bad. you have the box. Yeah, man. Yeah. Those kids when they see, especially those ones with with the boxes, man. They they're they're ecstatic. But thankful for our sponsors. <laughs> Um, uh, the last few years and this year, that we're going to be able to get a very high percentage um, of our shoes um, this year. Um, the highest in our four years um, is going to be brand new shoes. Yeah. So we're going to be, uh, we've went out, bought shoes. Um, so it's going to be a lot of great stuff out there. Yo, have you hit up like these these um, these shoe head sneaker stores here and be like, look, man, partner with us? Yeah, yeah. We've we've uh, done that. We've done that before. Um, a lot of them <clears> is being gracious, opening up their doors, letting people come and donate. And stuff like that, but uh, we believe that those relationships is even going to grow even more mm-hmm. throughout the years. Yeah, man, that's that's dope, man. Because yeah. I barely start getting in the shoe game, man. Yeah. I I got me. Uh, let me tell you, let me, let me. I don't have a lot, you know. But, man, you know, yeah, but you I have like thirty five like- pairs. <laughs> 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 you know, it, it done stepped yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that's in two years. But yeah. I, I had me the. Uh, I had some Jordan one. I got the Mocha's. I got some smoke grays. Ooh. I got some. Uh, I just bought some three, some Yeezys. I forget which ones, man. But 
You know, I got these ones. I'm, I think I'm gonna get like one more pair of these, man, because yeah. everyone be wearing them. Some Air light, Force. some light. Yeah, everyone be wearing them Air Force Ones. It's like I don't, yeah. you know, it's like these these are OG, you know, neutral love, grays, yeah, man. Yeah, man, that's that's why I say variety. <laughs> Being a sneakerhead with me, it's all about variety. Mm-hmm. I got my Jordans, I got my Adidas, I got, you know, I got some Pumas, you know, um, some 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 guys. It's just one, or I'm a Jordanette, or yeah. I just wear Yeezys. But I like the variety, man. So you don't know what I might take out the closet. You know, yeah. how many pairs of shoes do you have, man? Oh, be real. I don't, we won't tell no one where you live. You tell me where I live. You know? <laughs> but no, we don't know your address. God is God is God has blessed me with a bountiful number. Yeah, I'm on rookie, rookie I'm always, level. I'm always uh I'm always searching for uh I like going on like um McCarty where you can order shoes that people sell. Mm-hmm. And I found some I love finding stuff like diamonds in the rough. Mm. And I found so many, like some crazy Kobe's that are worth a grip of money now. Mm-hmm. Um and you collecting, like do you resell and do all that too? No, I don't no, no, no dude. I don't I don't do any reselling. You know, flipping. The reason why is because I would. Um I got I got a how many pairs of I got about three pairs of off whites. Virgil off whites. Ooh, yeah. yeah. I, I and, know a little uh, about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um I tried to Put them away from my son and mm-hmm. my daughter when they, when they. So I'm gonna probably hand it down to them when uh when the uh, pops is just wearing Yeezys when I'm 60 or something. Yeah, you I know. know I noticed that because I remember because like I I have, I've heard a lot of my friends talking about their parents passed on like you know glory chests and stuff. But this generation is different. Yeah, you know we had a friend on. She flips uh, Gucci bags. She flips some bags, bro. And, yeah, but she says she has a special collection when. When she's married and they have they have kids with her man, it's like those bags are going to her kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah you know, and shoes. You know, I didn't even think about that, man. My my kids right now, because my my one thing I love about my wife, she's very chill. You know, I met her; she was wearing some dicky pants and some checkered Vans. That's yeah, it. Yeah, she's yeah, just t shirt and jeans, man. And I have to make her buy shoes. <laughs> you know, she's like, "Nah, I don't need that. Now just give me some. Nah, just get yeah, those. Yeah, you get know, those, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm making you. You know, yeah, so." Yeah. You know, but the thing is, it's like, that's so cool that you're doing it, you know. But what, let me ask you this, man. This has kind of been my, now that we're talking about it, because sneakerheads are, I, I respect, man. You know, but what about pastors and sneakers? Have you seen that um, Facebook page, uh, Preachers and Sneakers yeah. on Instagram? Yeah. Not Facebook. Yeah, this is on Facebook, too. We I got have, featured on there once. You did? Yeah. What? I got featured on there once when I wore, uh, somebody sent them my picture when I wore my uh, uh, off-white ones. Oh, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Dang, so what was that like? It was cool. It was yeah. Cool. Did you get some cloud out of that? Did people hate, like a little, little lot little haterade or anything like that? Or no. Nah, I mean, um This boy got featured on preachers. Yeah, man. <laughs> Looks it's uh man. it's the culture, it's where we are now. I mean, uh things move forward and things evolve. Back then it was, you know, Stacey Adams and yeah, you know, and you still Yo. have a nice dress shoes. Now it's more loafers, yeah. you know, that a lot of guys. Chelsea boots. Yeah, yeah, there you go. So you know, now um, now it's all about being yourself. If you, you know, obviously the cultures move forward to, you know, preachers preaching sneakers and stuff like that. Number one, um, I think it's good for people to see that you can come, you know, God. Because before, like we talked about earlier, you got to come in a suit in three piece. Mm. And I love wearing suits and stuff like that. But like I said, I'm all about variety. So you might see me in a suit one week, see me, you know, dressed down. Um, dripped out. Yeah, huh? dripped out, man. So, um I like it, you know what I mean? But it's, at the end of the day, be who you are authentically you. If, and if you're a guy, 
when you preach and want to wear tennis shoes, man, put them on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you want to stay in your whatever, you know, do that too. So, you know. I mean, I, mean? I mean, it's funny that we're talking about this, man. I, obviously, I want to keep talking about this because we can go anywhere, man. Yeah, but yeah, where sure. my mind could be going is like, you know, I know who gets a lot of heat is like Stephen Furtick, Michael Todd. Furtick, yeah. Yeah, Michael. And it's like, was it Michael Todd wore like those $1,000 Yeezys or something like that? And he was in that homemade pool. Did you see that one? I didn't see it, but I heard about it. Yeah, he got a lot of flat. You know, yeah. he got he got clapped back big time. It's like, and then was a couple of weeks later, he went and bought like 500 pairs of shoes, donated them. It's like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Me, it's like, should pastors drip that hard? You know, like TDJ be wearing that Louis Vuitton bag. You know, all these guys have these jets. I mean, I don't know. This is where my mind goes. Where's your, what's your thoughts on all that? My, my thoughts on it is, um, number one, um, I'll go behind it with this with the scripture. I know how some people how some people see it. Um, that you know you're you're helping people, so you should look, you know, mod, modest, you know, or some some presentable. people have some yeah, real presentable. Um, but if you're someone like T D Jakes, who's you know worked his life, he's wrote books and other things like that, and he gives uh, what he what he gives, and he want to go buy him a, a Gucci bag, man, he. Mm-hmm. The Lord should no. This is I'll, I'll say this. The Scripture says that um, preachers that are the teacher in the Word should be counted uh, as double honor, mm. um, contributing to their financial, um, contributing to their financial support. So, it shouldn't be nothing wrong with it. But I know how a lot of people look at it, and there's some preachers that do it for the wrong reasons. They're mm. they're in it for that, but there's some of them there. What well, there's nothing wrong. God, you know, they've preached the Word. And uh, a lot of them has wrote books and things of that nature. I always think it's the intention behind it. Mm-hmm. I know when my dad, when our church um, got to a certain point and um, he bought a Mercedes, it wasn't even that same year. It was probably five, six years older, but went in, you know, uh, went, in, went in, bought a nice car, actually the leadership, but he was looked at a certain way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and it's all, people are going to always have opinions, but I always think like my father I know his mindset behind that and I know how much he gives. And if you give, the scripture says, if you, if you give bountifully, you'll reap bountifully. Mm, yeah, if you cool. sow sparingly, you'll, you'll reap sparingly. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of preachers have sown and they deserve that. I mean, we don't say anything about Jay-Z in yeah. the car he drives. We don't say anything about Kanye. We don't say anything about LeBron James. These are men, the, the, the ones that are doing it right. You know, if they're doing it the right way and their ministry has grown to that level, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Then, hey, we should we should we should uh, appreciate that like we appreciate um, anything else. But you know, um, the ones that are doing it wrong. I mean, if your church has got five people in there, man, and you just yeah, money's for me. I got my nice car outside. You're doing it, you mm-hmm. know, for the wrong reasons, and God knows that. And with like with it with 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 anything, anything can be perverted, and you know it can be done the wrong way. But um, you know, like I said, if it's done in the right way and um, they've worked, they've sown. God is blessing them. Hey, I've had it, man. That's a yeah. I, I think it's well. You saying that? I'm glad you gave me that. It gives me a different perspective because I've yeah. always had issue with that, man. And yeah, and a lot of people do, and it, and it's the ones that, like I said, it's the if it's done in a you know in a certain way, you know what I mean. It's yeah. it's that's what makes it look so bad. Yeah, I think know? God knows the intention, and I feel like yeah. when again, there's gonna be a day where we all stand before Him. Just us, just not me and you, not groups. Exactly. Solo. Exactly. And you'll be held accountable. And exactly. that's them. That's between them and God. And I feel like that's what 
God has been releasing me the veil of just like, you know, I'm a, yeah. I want vindication. I want, you know, yeah. it's like, you know, I got burnt. You know, they didn't yeah, pay yeah. me like they paid that last yeah, guy. Yeah, and it's yeah. like, yeah. but you know, they, you know, they PKs are, you know, they're getting paid more. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's my experience, you know? And so, yeah. you know, I think looking back, you know, hearing your perspective makes sense. You know, I don't ever want to just be just straight out. No, you know, that's it's not, you know, it, yeah, again, it's, man, it's the intention of the heart. It's a, yeah. And it's, um, <clears throat> I say that everybody, they're people just like everybody else. And if they've prospered in their ministry, God's grown their ministry to what it is. They're doing it with the right heart. Um, and they're getting double honored. They've sown. Um, a lot of these guys behind the scenes is doing it the right way. It's some months where they don't get paid. I've experienced yeah. that. For my father, where he was went months and, you know, years where I'm not taking a salary from, from the church at all. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm not getting paid until the employees get mm-hmm get uh, paid. So That's when good, preachers just put in like that, it should be no problem for them to mm-hmm. reap. Now when, like I said, when, if it's a, it's a lot of people have took the, they took the prosperity gospel and said, okay, I'm going to use this and I'm going to gain. Yeah. And some people, um, those people, and like you said, they're going to start to have to stand before God. But my experience with it is having uh, my father and my mother. And I saw the sacrifice that they made. I saw, like you said, with the family, with you guys um, that came where you guys went to live with the family. Man, families was living with us. There was people mm. in my bunk bed with my brothers and sisters. So I saw everything that my parents saw. So when God supernaturally opened up doors um, for them to get a for them to get a house at an incredible price, mm. and people like, well, the, you know, the church, you know, this and that. Well, it was God just opened up a door because they had sown so much, and when yeah. you sow, you're going to reap. Yeah, especially if you're doing doing it with, with the right heart and the good and and the uh, God intentions. Mm, like uh, God that. is always gonna. God is always gonna bless you. And um, he, Him dying on the cross already blessed you. Mm-hmm. But what you're sowing now, um, it will always continue to, to to reap something great. That's dope. I mean, that's right. That's a different. That's a that's a different perspective. You know, and you know, I'm open to that mindset, man. Yeah. Um, you know, but I feel like at the end of it, like you said, it's not so much good intentions as God intentions. God I intentions, like how you. Yeah. I'm, I might take that. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. My man Paul reaching up in here. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, <laughs> but sir. That, I mean, that's dope. Let's get back into now because I know um, where do you see the vision for Kick It Outreach? Where do you see that? What, what, what What's the future hold for that? Blessing every kid in Fresno that needs a pair of shoes or a pair of shoes. Just in Fresno? Everywhere. Everywhere. But I'm talking about where we are now yeah. um, in the city that we are. But we see it all over the country. That was something that my, me and my team um, talked about last year and it was crazy that I got the DM that I got um, and God opened up the door for Vegas and in that conversation she was like we see this going in New York and we see this and that's what we had just talked about and God that fast mm. you know opened up a door so um, when you put it out there scripture says um, write the vision make it plain um, that he he either read it that it will run with it mm. so um, we've been able to put our vision down and we've been able to run with it, which has been amazing. And we see it uh, turning this, turning into just growing every year. You know, every yeah. year it was bags and it was, you know, in you know, past few years it's grown to thousands. And this year it's going to be even greater and obviously out in another city, but we see it all over the country. Mm. But um, I want to be able to bless even in our city where I am, any kid in these shoes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's what ministry is for. And when you talk about a lot of those ministries that have, a lot of money and a lot of money's being brought in. Well, what are you, what are you doing out in the community? Yeah. You know, a lot of those, what are you doing? It, you, it shouldn't be a kid 
in the community with no with no shoes or mm-hmm. needs or widows that's suffering or people that don't have groceries. When God's blessed your ministry, it's what are you doing with it? So like I was saying, when you have those God intentions and when you're out there doing something with what God's giving you and your ministry to, to really prosper, um, that's what you're supposed to do. So as God continues to grow my ministry, that's my mindset that I want to bless people. And like I was saying earlier, that's where they see the love mm. and the light of God and people, people, people will be drawn to that. That's dope. I mean, I love that vibe. I love that feeling, man. I think any event, you know, especially when it gets cooler, if you got any events coming up when it's cooler, let me know. I'll bring this. Like I said, man, we'll bring the show on the road. <laughs> yes, you sir. Know, we can bring this show on the road and yes, sir. we'll have this whole set up anywhere, yeah. man. We have uh, uh, one of my uh, other events I do, Countdown to King. Um, we did that one a few years ago. We bring the city together, different. Uh, we had Q97, B95, mm-hmm. rappers, country singers, uh, uh, basketball players from Fresno State, football yeah. players. We brought everybody under one roof that you can think of to spread the message of peace and unity. Um, it took off the first year we did it. And uh, it's something I got to get you at. Like you were saying, like that's, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Get you to bring your old setup to that. But uh, we were going to do it last year. But uh, Dr. King's family asked for uh, no uh, events being done and to put everything towards. So I'm in the middle of the planning it. We have this and that. I got Tower Theater for it. It was going to be huge. And right in the middle of that, I took everything. And my team was like, well, what, what, what should we do? We dropped everything and uh, put it out. Did I put it on the city to um, really focus um, everything towards voting rights. Mm. And uh, we were very successful with that. Um, able was able to march and uh, get everything geared towards voting rights. So, but we plan on being back with that event um, in January at Tower Theater. So, oh yeah, yeah, we'd love for you to to come and be a part of that for sure. That's what's up. Yeah, we'll just talk to everybody, man. Talk to yeah. people of the community. You know, I think that's why we're still here, podcast, man. The show we want, you know, to I don't want to I don't want to build a podcast to go viral. Yeah, <clears throat> you know, I don't care about creating clips to go viral, and it's like. You know, because it's me and the wifey doing this. It's not, it's not like we're like, cool, we're trendy. It's like, yeah. no, this that that's not our intentions. Yeah. You know, I do believe our message and what having, you know, dope guests on like you, to, you know, if you say something, man, and it just hits hearts, man, that's what we want. You know, yeah. that's the whole intention. And to grow this, you know, is to support local businesses, local creatives, local artists. That's so dope. You know, and it's just, again, not for me just to have something I can just... Yeah. You know, regurgitate motivation stuff because yeah. that's what everyone be doing. And that's not me. You know, we've had on local businesses, man, these guys are just killing it now, man. And, you know, you know, print screen printing company that just, man, killing the game. And it's like, it's just blowing up for them because this gives them content to tell the, I have this thing, man, where you tell the story behind the glory. Yeah. You know, everyone I'm sees. Take that. You can borrow it, man. Just yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll do we'll do a swap. You know, that. but that's the thing, you know, because they don't. All they see is the front. They see yeah. the glory, but they don't know the story, the struggle. You yeah. know, and it's like any business owner, any restaurant owner, anybody that's like now they have more reason to go support it because now they know the story behind that. Yes, sir. You know, yes, that's sir. why I still hear podcasts is what it is. You know, I don't want to go to viral. I don't want to pin a million, 14 million views on, you know, my social media, just to show I went viral. That's not my goal, man. That's not my intention. It's just to have on awesome people like you guys that just are doing something for the community and tell that. So when we share this, people worldwide can be like, oh, it's a link, cash app link. Anybody can donate from anywhere. 
That's amazing. You know, that's that's amazing. what I want. That's what I want. So when you put that story out there, man, that's that's that that's the type of viral I want to go, man. That people want to join in on that cause because there are a lot of sneakerheads. Yeah, there are a lot of people that's like you know just appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I'm not there, but at least I can do my part. And that's why I feel like still here podcast represents that, man. We will, I want to stay bro. that way. There, I want to stay that it does. way. Does and that's an amazing part to have beyond what you're doing. Always say that God has a way of favoring and putting progress behind people with the right intentions of mm. doing it. You know what I mean? And seeing how you guys are doing it, and I see God taking it to crazy levels mm. because of your heartbeat, because of you guys' heart behind what you're doing. Um, and when it's like that, God has no choice but to favor it and grow it and prosper it. And uh, I definitely see it being every every bit uh, great and ast- astronomical, man. That's what's up, man. I received that. Yeah. Boy, yeah. I received that in Jesus' name. Yeah, Heck yeah, man. Yeah, I, dude, that's so sick, man. I mean, we do this thing on the show. Last words, last thoughts. You know, keep promote what you have. Tell everybody where they can find you, how they keep donating. I'm going to keep resharing this, man, when we post this. So I'll add that's you amazing. as a collaborator. It'll share to your wall to kind of just show that you, that, man, you're getting out there, man. You're putting yes, yourself sir. out there, man. And so... You know, remind everybody where they can find you, you know, your nonprofit, where they can donate, what social media um, they can find you, follow you. And and then anybody watching and listening, man, that needs encouragement, you know, yeah. what would your last words and last thought be? man? Yeah. Um. Well, first, uh, with the event, um, Kick It Outreach has been amazing. We expect for it to keep being amazing, to keep making impact. Um. So you can uh, reach us um, through my social media, um, Ederell Thomas on uh, IG um, uh, E D A R R E L L Thomas, um, and uh, you can reach us on there. Um, you'll see all of our links and everything with everything that we've done, everything that we're going to continue to do. Um, if you want to donate in the future, donate now. Soon as right after the event, we're always collecting um, for the for the next year. So um, anytime we're collecting year round, year round. So want to be a part of what we're doing, helping so many kids. Um, that has a need for shoes. Um, we would love to have you join with us. We couldn't do what we do without the community and the people around the country to support what 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 we do. Um, and uh, I'm very thankful and grateful for that. Um, and and uh, again, kick it out, reach Fresno, Cray Park, right behind. Uh, going down uh, tomorrow. Fashion for down tomorrow. Looking forward to it, man. Um, amazing what we believe is going to do. So many families, especially with inflation and last year oh. it was even huge we was able to help people during the covid season mm-hmm. um a lot of families losing jobs so we always uh, it's always something going on and uh we like to be a helping hand and we believe we're going to do that tomorrow mm-hmm. and uh my last words um i would say is to uh allow the love of god to uh uh shine through through your life um if you're going through anything um find the love of god um, if you're trying to help people, if you're in ministry, allow the love of God to be the driving force behind what you're doing. So those intentions will end up being God intentions because God is love. So your mm. intentions is going to be love and it's going to be light. It's going to break through every dark place uh, in the world and reach people. And that's the only way we're going to be able to continue to reach people. And that's why I say your podcast is going to continue to grow and reach people because God's love and his light is going to shine through. So anybody that uh, is in ministry or anybody that's looking for God, look for love. Mm. You look for love, you find God. You find God, you find love. Mm. That's dope. I receive that, man. Sure. I receive that love. Sure. I receive that. What about you, babe? What you got? Well, I just wanted to 
the ages? Obviously, it's kindergarten and all yeah, the way up to right. high school. Yeah, yeah. Actually, so preschool. What is it? Preschool. Preschool. So we we get the smallest shoes okay. all the way to the biggest mm-hmm. shoes. We've had some kids come out there. You guys wouldn't believe like size sixteen, like guys really? play football. Okay. So we have the biggest shoe all the way down to the small shoe, and um. Thankful. I remember the first year we did it, we had some donations. Um, I'm like, man, we got some size 16. Like, who's going to come? And then a <laughs> mom brought her kid out there. Really? My son plays football. I'm like, look at God. <laughs> yeah. Look at God, man. So yeah. um, after yeah, the first year, I've said, man, look, it, from it's from the smallest size to the, to the, to the biggest size. Okay. okay. Yes. Now, for little kids, obviously, um, I'm not sure if you want to get them Jordans, but like, what do you see the little ones really enjoying? Maybe people have an idea of like, oh, what shoes should I buy for? Like first graders, second graders, kindergarten, because really, know. yeah, yeah, exactly, really, and that's very vital um, that you said that because last year at our event, our little kids' shoes flew like they were gone. We had to we had to send our team like here goes some money, y'all go back in the mall and go grab more shoes. Okay, so um, uh, uh, any any shoes for for little kids is really out there. Yeah, um, but it's like the little running shoes. The ones with the the snaps, the Velcro. Okay. Um, a lot of parents love those because obviously a lot of kids can't tie their shoes and stuff like that. So um, the Velcro, but um, man, anything. These parents are so grateful. Kids' hearts are so full, mm-hmm. and um, it does us well to um, see the community help us, and we're we're uh, definitely grateful for that. That we're able to be a helping hand to them. Yeah, that's what's up. I like that's smart, man. I mean, I didn't even think about that. That's why the wifey there, man. Hey, help mate. There it is. That's right. Right there. You know, you guys listening, watching, man, you guys need to get behind this cause. You know, all my shoe heads out there, man. I know you, you know who you are. Mm -hmm. Y'all be flossing. Call them up. What's up? And uh, I'm going to call you guys up, man. Y'all be flossing and, you know, like seriously donate to this cause man yeah. I, I got some shoes that I know that I don't wear mm-hmm. and they're still pretty new you yeah, know so yeah. I don't got the boxes because they just take up room and hey trust me man them kids like, man they're they're so excited <clears throat> to grab them box no box yeah I mean, you know what I mean it's gonna make a big impact mm-hmm. with them and uh yes sir yeah I mean follow us you got we're gonna have the links in the description below we're gonna we've been promoting this all week um you let me know what I can do. You know, if you got an event and you're like, look, I got an event coming up. You want to jump on a pod and you have other guests, other partners, other sponsors that you want to come jump on. Bro, sign me up. We'll we'll do a pod, man, and help you promote it even more just to get it out there, man. And yes, sir. just, you know, scratch yeah. each other's Maybe back. Maybe there's someone listening who wants to get involved. Yeah. Anybody like, listening. Man, there's a rich farmer listening that you have <laughs> yeah. millions of dollars. That you can donate <laughs> the almond man, you know. Yes, him. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Yes, sir. Have yeah, you heard yeah, of the yeah. almond man? Yeah, yeah, right bro. That boy, yes, boy got some cheddar, man. You got some cheddar. Well, yeah, praise that, the Lord. That boy got it, and he's he a good dude. Seat. I heard yeah. nothing but good things about him. Yes, sir. You know, so you guys again. I would say my last word, last thought is, is that I know you've heard the whole conversation. You know, whether you believe in God or not, whether you have been hurt by a church or men or ministry and all that, man. You know, a lot of times, you know. I don't blame you. If anything, I'm in your corner because I've been hurt. I've been, you know, cast aside. But the thing is, is though, that's men. Mm-hmm. That's not God. Yes, sir. You know, we categorize as the hurt individuals. We categorize all those men, all, all God into those those men's actions, and that's where we got to look past that and see who God really is, because God would never be or do that, man. Especially in this time of grace, yes, grace sir. and mercy. You know, that's where we're in. 
you know, and so, yes, sir. yeah, and so you guys listening and watching, I would tell you, I would say this, experience God for yourself. Ask God, ask the Holy Spirit, whether you believe him or not, because there's always something there. Because like we're for a good example, and I'll tell you this, we were watching America's Got Talent, and mm -hmm. this young lady came, sang a song, it was pretty good. So they asked her, you got another one? She's like, yeah. So she, she her song was Amazing Grace. You know, 11 years old, this girl can sing. And I got real emotional. I got real choked up. And there's yeah. a lot of people there in the audience that you can tell they were crying. I don't know their experience. I don't know their relationship with God. I don't know. But there's always something there that makes the non-believer yes, feel it. Yes, sir. And it's not so much a religion. It's not so much, you know, the Bible. It's the Holy Spirit that does the work. Because... There's all because everybody on earth, whether we believe it or not, has that conscience, you know, knows the difference between, you know, still, bro. That's, yeah, that's real. That's, yes, that's, I don't know what that is, but I want that. And that's the Holy Spirit. That's God. That's how you experience the relationship with God. That's how yes, you sir. experience that power. Yes, sir. And I would tell you guys listening and watching right now, experience God that way. Look for Him in those subtle, soft moments, mm -hmm. not in a big church, lights, offering. Don't get caught up in, you know, the stigma of what these pastors and these churches and these leaders have done, you know, look past that and experience God for yourself because he wants to experience you. He wants to know you. He wants to love you the way you deserve to be loved because you're his child. And I know that I mean, a lot of you guys listening and watching, you're like, dude, why is Jose getting, you know, talking like this? You're not used to hearing me talk like this because it's just something that I know God is bringing me back to my roots and it's his love, man. And yes, I want to show that. So from my last word and last thoughts, y'all, man, if you guys get anything from this, you know, hearing Edward, Edward's heart on, you know, finding God's love, man, experience it, you know, because we have, yes, sir. you know, we want you guys to experience God that way because that's the only way you'll know him and he'll know you. And so I love you guys. Stay tuned for, more podcasts to come like this. We want to support the community. We want to support, you know, just people doing some dope work, man, and just tell that story behind that glory, man. So we'll see you guys soon. You guys hit up all the other uh, podcasts we've shot these past few weeks, man. A lot of dope stuff, a lot of dope creators, business owners, great topics, you know, still getting a lot of um, DMs about the topic of man of my word, you know, solo podcast that I shot, man. A lot I got to see that. Bro, that one was... A lot of people, I didn't know. I just, I was in, the, I was feeling some kind of way, man. People are like, dude, thanks for saying that stuff. Yeah. You know, so That's how it works, man. Yeah, I'm thankful. So you guys stay tuned. Don't get too down. This is your boy, Jose Cruz. I love you guys. We'll see you in the next one. Mm.